We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, left. I'm excited, bro. Did you know that? I'm excited. You know why? Why is that? Mel Kuyper dropped his first month draft. Oh. You know who the Bears got in his month draft? This is why I'm happy, left. Because, you know, I'm cool with keeping Justin Fields, you know, getting two more first-round picks next year. You know, building a team around him. I'm cool with that. But you know what else I'm cool with, left? I'm cool with the Bears getting Caleb Williams at one and Romo Duze at nine. Oh, I'm loving that. Oh, I'm loving that. It's not bad. Oh, give it to me, boy. Give it to me. If, if I'm perfectly fine leaving that first night of the draft. No, 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 Joe Alt. Hey, Joe Alt went before him in the mock draft. The Bears at nine, Joe Alt went at seven. Oh, okay. So I can't be mad at that. If Joe Alt was there, we can have a discussion. He wasn't there. Did you give me Caleb Williams and Rome? I'm straight. I'm straight. You get no argument from me. So what None. if they keep Justin Go, Joe Alt, and Oduze? Now, if they keep Justin, they're probably going to take – they're probably trading down to two or three, right? Because they're not going to trade beyond – no, they're probably trading down to four right. at, the, at the most, right? Because somebody going to want Caleb. Yes. So they have to come up to the one, but you're probably, the least you want to go down is four to assure yourself that you get <laughs> that Marvin you get Harrison. Or no, Marvin you get Marvin Harrison. Okay. 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 So you got, so you rather go Marvin because he'll be closer in the top five than the. Oh, you know, yeah. Yet, no. I'm not passing. If I'm trading off Caleb, I'm not passing on Marvin Harrison. Okay. So you think Marvin, okay. Unless. You do two trades, unless you love Romo Dunze, and you're cool with him because you already have a number one. You get Romo Dunze, and you know a team wants to trade up to get Marvin Harrison, and you pick up even more picks. And let's say you move down to six or seven, and now you take Joe Alt and Romo Dunze. I'm cool with that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm yep. telling you is, if, they Ryan can't mess Pol- this up. if Ryan Pole screws this up, he stinks. He, he just flat out stinks as a GM. There's two. This is a win-win situation for the Bears. Win-win. 
Because if they stay at one, they're trading Justin. And they're probably getting a second-round pick and a four for Justin Fields. It's a win-win situation. If he make if he flat out messes this up as a GM, he is one of the worst, bro. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He is Jerry Krause. You know why I say that? You know why I say that? Jerry Krause had the second and third pick in an NBA draft. And you know who the Bulls ended up with? Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler's not bad, though. He He's not a number two overall, second overall? Yeah, like a 10-year career, not bad. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. 10-year career? If you give me a second pick, I need an Anthony Edwards, bro. I don't need Tyson Chandler. See, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> life is not fair, bro. Life is not fair, and then it's fair. Okay. He had the second and third picks in the NBA draft and an opportunity to prove that he's an elite GM without Michael Jordan, and he failed miserably. Eddie Curry wasn't that bad either, though. Come on, left. I watched Eddie Curry in a high school game score two points in a state championship at seven feet. Stop. I could have told you Eddie Curry was soft before he got to the NBA. Everybody in Chicago knew he's from the suburbs. He's soft. That's all I'm saying. And Jerry Cross still took it. Ryan Poles, you can't mess this up. Can't mess it up. So it went Kayla Williams is one. Here is the thing, left. Jaden Daniels has replaced Drake May as the second quarterback, according I mean, to Bill thank goodness. At least we're getting some realism in there. They have Jaden Daniels. I still don't think that Drake May's far off, but at least I hope that's being considered from what he's done, not just because he's a prospect, you know. Mm. Yeah. Winning the Heisman, how he did, you know, not making the playoffs. You definitely show as a standalone, you deserve to be in the top three. I mean, come on, that's just respect. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Drake May is three. Marvin Harrison is four. Malik Neighbors is six. Joe Alt, seventh to the Tennessee Titans. Dallas Turner goes eight to the Falcons. The Bears come back at nine with Romo Dunze. And uh, Olu Fashanu goes to the Jets. From Penn State, Nate Wiggins out of Clemson goes to the Vikings at 11. Got some other lap two to the Broncos. Terion Arnold from Alabama to the Raiders. I want to go all the way down left. 
the 16th pick, J.J. McCarthy to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, if you take J.J. McCarthy with the 16th pick, you you have just you have just set your your team back at least three years easily and i know gino might not be the guy but jj mccarthy is not it that's not it not at 16. no he's an ian book pick getting fourth round you know he'll be on the, all of that but i just don't see where the I mean, but then again, that's the market. You go 27-1 and one at a major university. You win a national championship. You beat Ohio State, the big bad bully, three times in a row. You know, sometimes you just have locked yourself into a first round. Yeah. Regardless. Like, they just, they just out of respect. So, it's nothing. I mean, do I think it's going to turn into something of him being a... Full-time starter? Absolutely not. But this is the, the way they do it now. They draft them high like a Brandon Whedon. Let them fizzle out in the first year and a half. Let them fly under the radar, be a backup for 12 years, and make some good money. I mean, hell, look at the Buffalo Bills quarterback roster. You got the classics. Kyle Allen from Houston, Texas A&M. Shane Bouchelle, the 5'11 quarterback from Texas. Yeah, Jake Fromm on there. I mean, come on. These guys aren't looking to overtake Josh Allen. These are all his friends. So, yeah, there's, you know, there's, you know how it goes. Yeah, love. I, I, I will retirement say, package. yeah, Kamari Lasseter, somebody asked about Coleman. Kamari Lasseter out of Georgia, the defensive back is mocked to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, my guy, Jazon Newton, defensive tackle out of Illinois, is in the 20s in the mock draft. Seven offensive tackles in the first round left. Mel Kuyper has seven offensive tackles being taken in the first round of the NFL draft. Wow. And the Bears still want to stick with Braxton Jones. The Bears going bear. And you ain't lying about that Lucky Lucky podcast. When we come back, we're going to get into some shady business. And then we're going to talk about some great players and Notre Dame being relentless with 25 offers. Even when they have two guys at a certain position, they're not satisfied. They're learning their lessons, ladies and gentlemen. Lucky Lucky podcast. We spin it differently. We're back, Lucky Lefty Podcast, and Nora Boys in the Building, brought to you by Nora Whiskey, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Lock in. Audio edibles each and every day. Subscribe to the YouTube, the thumbs up, smash it for us. We greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left. Let me tell you something, man. I am consistently impressed with little left. That's right. I told you he's a star. Yeah, he, he answered the phone today, huh? <laughs> Man, I called left, ladies and gentlemen. I called left today, and little left literally held a conversation with me. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I kid you not. 
and, and Malik finally came to the phone, and I was like, dude, he it was dude, he was handling it like, <laughs> like he was handling it. Yeah, I, said, I mean, yeah. he's. He, I was like, he yo, how to navigate some stuff, man. He out there just holding his own, that's for sure. Dude, he answered the phone like a G. <laughs> what he say? He do. Like, I mean, the phone picked up like normal, and he was like, hello? <laughs> I'm like, and you know me, I clicked in. I'm like, yo, what's up, little left? I'm like, yeah. Um, where's your dad? And he was like, dad? I was like, yeah, where's your dad? He was like, um, <laughs> like he was thinking about it. Like he was trying to figure out the answer. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, this, this dude is ahead of his time, man. Oh this, man, this, you know, this dude is an old soul boy. Yeah. You got, you got to talk to your kids a lot, man. They go, it's crazy. And you know, you know how it's just how it happens so fast. They go from being like the babies. You always got to check on every five seconds to they start telling you what they want and and you like when did you start learning how to do anything right. you're like <laughs> i've been with you every day when did you just start learning how to you know put things in a microwave or something like how did you you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i think that's uh really cool man because he's definitely trying to get on his get on the show or get his own show oh i was told, I was show. like i was like yeah this kid has greatness in front of him <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah nothing phases him he he answered the phone like well, yo if he had i pro i would have passed out if he said what's up <laughs> he'll say it sometimes i probably didn't catch him on the good day he was watching oh, or something. he was just flat out like hello <laughs> i was like well first of all i know this is not left number one <laughs> number two I'm just like stuck with the, the confidence he answered the phone with. Like, oh yeah, he's not he's not shy. He's oh, not we know shy. that. No, LL fans know that on a daily basis. He had yeah. no problem. Just come up, and be no like, problem, popping in the camera. Like, yo, what's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm here for my daily my my my, my cameo. Yeah, my but no, cameo, lucky like, can't man. About me, man. I just had to share that, man. That was dude. That moment was. Priceless for me this morning. I was like, "Yo, this kid is something else." <laughs> that's right. His birthday's coming up too, so maybe that's when. Oh, word! Yeah, I'm April nineteenth, man. April nineteenth. No. Uh -huh. His birthday is April nineteenth. That's right. Days. That's why I love the kid. He's an April baby. And now I understand. Now that's I clearly right. understand his greatness. <laughs> now I clearly understand. April nineteenth, April twenty third. I understand yep, his greatness. It's right there. When that, when, as soon as you said how important it was, what was it, two, three years ago when the spring game, you said there's two important things happening. The spring game and my birthday. That's it. I said there's something about April birthdays. And then you said it right there. It's the three things every spring. Spring, little left, and That's my right. birthday. That's right. That's oh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So let's get to some shady business. Can we get to some shady business before we talk, let's about, talk about it? These let's wide receivers and running backs. That's right. Man, check this out, love. Went to the Warriors. He's speaking on the GOAT conversation. Why is he not in the GOAT conversation? I think KD is one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. The way KD scored the ball is so effortless. He's never seen a bad shot. Like, he's going to get you 31 points on 14 shots. That is a normal KD night. 
Obviously, I'm not one that's going to be like, KD's championships aren't real. Stop it. There's no championship that's not real. Steph didn't get the credit that Steph gets today until 2022 when he led this team to a championship and won the finals MVP. When all else was failing, Steph said, all right, fellas, come on, let's go there, period. You got to go do what Steph did to get to that conversation. Draymond, what you said was so stupid. Can we stop using the title scorer when we talk about Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. That's right. Stop. Stop. He's one of the greatest basketball players. Stop this. He's one of the greatest scorers. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. That's right. Okay. You know the reason Steph had to prove what he had to prove against the Celtics in the finals? Because he you, had KD. Because you went and got KD because you knew darn well that you couldn't beat LeBron without him. That's right. See, because when you beat LeBron, Kyrie was hurt. Kevin Love was hurt. He didn't have his help. But when he had his help, he took down that 73-win team in the finals. Without KD. And according to reports, you left the arena after game seven, hopped in the car, and called KD. So now you want to erase KD from being part of the GOAT conversation, regardless of whether or not you disagree. The man has two MVPs. Defton had those MVPs. Steph wasn't the best player on that team. And Steph was on the team. Yeah. The only reason KD didn't get three championships and three MVPs is because he tore his Achilles. What are we really talking about? Your legacy is on the back of Kevin Durant. And Steph. Draymond Green and Steph. And you want to try to minimize another man's legacy? After your entire legacy is built on the back of two players? Yeah. Come on, man. I know they say don't shoot the messenger, but I'm taking full aim in the scope today. You got to right. go down. You got to go down for this one, bro. That's right. What, what are we talking about? He's one of the greatest players to ever play. We've never seen a seven-footer footer that can shoot like him, dribble like him. Well, now we got women. We're hope. Well, as I said, we're hoping Victor Wimbenyama can be that. That brother can. <laughs> I need it consistently. I don't need thirty-three against Joel. Well, first of all, thirty-three against Joel when he dropped seventy on you really don't mean a darn thing. It honestly. don't. It don't. He, he had thirty-three. 70. Yeah, but he dropped seventy, fam. <laughs> it just erases anything that you can talk about. It's almost like you didn't even play that night. No, yeah, you ain't, no. That great Michael Parks, that's great. That's like Dennis Rodman saying, yeah, Scottie Pippen, you know, he's a great defender, you know, but, you know, he's one of the greatest defenders of all time. No, Scottie Pippen's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. It, don't it, minimize his talent. Don't minimize his talent, man, because your talent is minimized to just being a rebounder and defender. That's who you are. 
You're trying to add the whole bad boy like that's intangible. That's not a basketball stat. Oh, dude. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Left, can we watch some film? Notre Dame made an offer yesterday to a kid out of the state of Texas, Michael Terry III from Alamo Heights High School. And you know why this is interesting, Left? It's interesting because we said Notre Dame needs chess pieces during our show on Monday. And then they go and make an offer. I swear they must be listening to the show. That's what they do to tune in before their coaches meeting. They check our show. And we said they need a Percy Harvey type, left. And they go out and they get a kid that had more rushing yards as a running back than he did as a receiver. We want to check out Michael Terry, the third, right here. Yeah, let's check out Michael Terry, the third, man. Man, look, I'm sorry about that. Michael Terry the third. This kid is really awesome, man. Love his film, love his ability. I love his size, left. I started over for you guys. Michael Terry third, Alamo out of San Antonio, Texas. They use him in the backfield. Look at that. Six three two ten left. You like those measurables? Yeah, already. Six three two ten. He might be a little slow in when he gets to college unless he slims down, but just the fact that he moves with a quickness, he moves with an urgency. Yes. Yeah, it is not like he's slow moving. He's catching it. I agree with you totally. And he plays defensive back, love. Look at this. Physical, defensive back, catch it, take off. These were football players, left. That was another thing. Marcus Freeman has been targeting got that man that can just play football. They don't have to have all these great stats, but they can play the game. He's in the backfield now. Look at these moves. That's 6-3-2-10 at running back. Some pretty good feet, left. Some pretty good feet at 6-3-2-10. That's a playmaker, man. This kid can be a chess piece. Move him all over the field. He could be a Debo Samuel type for Notre Dame, man. That's what I see. Big three, two ten, big physical. Nice post route right there. His quickness off the line for him to have quickness off the line at that size as well. It's very impressive. Like I said, once again, I'm just impressed with his feet, man. It's a talented young man. Michael Terry the third, San Antonio, Texas, Alamo. Chris O'Leary was down there. He actually made the offer to the young man. When I tell you the entire world is after this kid, Texas, Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, Washington, Oregon, everybody's on this kid. And this is what we just talked about. Get in the fight. Hey, be willing to fight for top talent. He is the number two athlete in the country, according to 247 Sports. He's ranked 62nd nationally. Ranked 102nd on another platform. So let's just bite the difference. He's a top 75 kid nationally. And Notre Dame is like, yo, Mike Brown. Mike Brown, once again, is like, yo, let's go get this dude. Once again, a kid with suddenness to his game at size. But I love the fact that this is a new dimension that he'll give Notre Dame. A brand new dimension with this type of kid, this type of talent. As I said before, they use him in the backfield. Now he's in a wildcat, ladies and gentlemen. 
Can you imagine him standing next to Deuce Knight? Can you imagine him standing next to CJ Carr? Making a decision of who we're going to follow. Who are the linebackers going to lock in on? I was talking to B. Driscoll. B. Driscoll was like, he's a running back, right? I'm like, no, nah, I think. I think this kid is everything. I do. He's flat out everything and can be everything. He can be a chess piece for Notre Dame football moving forward. Once again, Michael Terry III, San Antonio, Texas, Alamo, consensus four-star, potential to be a five-star. Everybody's after him, all the top programs. Mr. Do-It-All on the football field. Heck, I'm an athlete, number two athlete in the entire nation in the class of 2025. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Man, you have to love that kid. That's great talent, love. That's great talent at that position. Now we go to another kid. Now this kid is definitely intriguing left because we already have one kid playing for IMG. Now we have Raiden Bynes Bright. 6'1", 185, kid out of Arizona. He's transferring to IMG. Kid runs a 10 100. Offers from all of the big schools on the West Coast, Alabama, Washington, Oregon, 1,200 receiving yards, 53 receptions. He was the best player in the state of Arizona in the 6A, which is one of the highest ranked classes in the state of Arizona. And this kid is absolutely amazing within himself, is once again going to IMG along with Nathaniel Wusu Botang. Let's check out his film. Ladies and gentlemen, 61185. Uh, this young man has with Braden Lindsay couldn't get until his final year at Notre Dame. He has an incredible release package. He really does. He can play every position, field, boundary, slot. Once again, chess piece. If you wanted a player that could be Jaden Greathouse with speed, we're talking about this young man right here. Once again, best player in Arizona, now transferring, transferring to IMG. Everybody's on him. Notre Dame has done a really good job. Mike Brown was already on the kid, recruiting him at Wisconsin. So once again, Mike Brown, Mike Brown was a great hire because of the communication and relationships he had built up with most of the guys that Notre Dame wanted. Look at this, man. Quick screen, the speed, 10, 7, 100 meter, like we said. This young man is a great player. He's a flat-out great player. Like I said, he can play boundary, slot, field. You get him in space. And suddenness that look at that release. Great release off the line. Great. It's one of the best part of his games. And if you're gonna give him cushion, okay, we can make that up quick. Slant pow to the house. To the house. I love the fact that Notre Dame is not settling, ladies and gentlemen. They're not settling. If they don't get the kid, they're in the fight. Notre Dame was not in the fight with these kids. That's right. Can you, can you hear me? 
Yeah, I got you, love. Okay, I've been. I was. I was trying to put my input on the Terry kid, but go yes, ahead. I, go ahead about Terry real quick. I just love the fact that he's versatile at his size. Like you said, he's standing next to the quarterback at six two, and can catch it, run it out the backfield, run routes, run a wildcat. That's the Percy Harvin type of player that you're looking for with that size. Him and Deuce Knight back there is a combination hasn't seen in college football. And then you come to a kid like this who can be versatile on the outside at his size, not just the inside, but the outside, especially a boundary receiver. That's a go-to guy. And to have a go-to guy be able to be as fast as he is off the ball, that's going to add to the short yardage that we're going to need in these one-on-ones when teams try to take away the run game. Now you got to worry about a guy that can play outside at a smaller size, getting down the field or getting those quick outs or quick routes to catch the football and turn a 5 to a 15, 15 to a 20. So to be able to be versatile with a guy like Terry, turn around and be able to get these first down with a guy like this is something that when you talk about weapons, we will never have a Sam Hartman situation again where we feel like we got the guy but not the guys around him. If we're going to have a guy or a dude at the quarterback position, we're going to have the dudes around them because they can make plays to help them. Left, I couldn't agree with you more. Our wide receiver core needs to become the double dutch core or the double dutch room of college football. You know what I mean by that, Left? If you ever go watch the girls in the neighborhood doing double dutch, you used to hear things like 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. That's what we need to hear from these wide receivers from the play-by-play guy. 5, 10, right. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, cross midfield. Yeah, we need that. We need big plays. They need to sound like the double dutch calls. That's what That's we need right. from these wide That's receivers right. in the wide receiver room. We need big plays, explosive plays. I keep saying going back to the type of offense of the behind the line of scrimmage, throwing the football, quick routes, taking some shots deep because you have so many talented guys that can do so many things behind the line of scrimmage. It's not complicated to get a guy to football behind the line of scrimmage because he can take it to the 5, 10, 15, 20. And then you do some shots down the field vertically. You do some over routes when they're so concerned about chasing guys all around, sideline to sideline. The, the, the unlimited aspect that you can do with some of these guys shows that Notre Dame is growing as an offense and also acknowledging where they lack that. We didn't have enough of those players to make the type of changes on the offense or we pigeonhole them. If we got to always go to resorting, taking guys that are already in one position and flipping them to different positions, a Chris Tyree, a CJ Sanders, an Amir Carlisle, right? A Rico Flores, a Kevin Austin, uh, Xavier Watts, uh, the list goes on and on on guys that were recruited for one thing and we're turning them into something else. Well, now we got guys that are coming in doing the things that we need to so we don't have to convert guys. Our offense has been nothing but converting players that we almost, I guess, misrecruited. <laughs> it feels like we uh, got the wrong idea on the value of their recruitment initially.
if we're always introverting and interchanging players. Like, so I think it'll be interesting to see now <coughs> we're bringing in guys that can do those things to where we'll have the depth. Now we'll see a guy go from year one to year three playing the slot. Like a Chris Fink. It's always funny. The walk-ons are the only ones that get a true development of playing in the same position. <laughs> Chris Fink played slot throughout his whole career and got better by the time he was a senior. Didn't switch over, didn't convert, you know, just got better in that spot. And I think that is a result of being consistent in one place instead of a Mayor Carlisle who's running power against Purdue one week. Now he's playing slot receiver, you know. <laughs> Running power out of the end zone, fam. Eye formation, you know. Oh, we got my God. Big old George, big old, you know, big old running backs. We got Amir going in between the tackles. So he go from that to now you put him on the outside, catching bubbles and all type of stuff. See, it just, it just shows. So now I do Ooh. think Denbrock has a lot on his hands. One thing to not have anything, but then to have too much of something is not also is not always good either. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So last but not least, look, this cat Beeman McCullough is is just relentless. He doesn't care left. Because we heard that Notre Dame has Justin Thurman and have Daniel Anderson. They got their two running backs. Two speedy running backs, top-notch running backs, four stars, both of them. They're locked in. They're good to go. And this cat dealing McCullough goes to, man, visits James Simon from Calvary Baptist Academy in Shreveport, Louisiana, left. 25 kids. <coughs> Yo, I look. What Dila McCullough continues to do left is just insane, man. I think he feels like there's no one that he can't recruit at the position at Notre Dame. Just flat out. I think he feels like he can get any running back in the nation to commit to Notre Dame. And yo, he has two dudes already. And he's just relentless. Like, yo, I can get this dude. Let's go get this dude. Ain't signing. He's willing to go go beat LSU. Big yeah. physical kid, man. Big physical kid. Good speed. Good quickness. He runs a little high. But you can tell he's not breaking speed, meaning he's not afraid of contact. He's running as if he wants you to catch him, not that he's running to make contact. This is a kid that loves the open field run. He's going to hit the hole. He's going to go full speed. And that's what you want to see. The size is obviously impressive. I think, like you said, Dina McCullough does a great job of recruiting guys with length at the running back position, which is a little different. Sometimes you get these stocky, smaller running backs he's getting guys with length guys that that look a, a little taller on average but but have a lot of dynamic ability you see a power cut he's one one juke type of guy but he's getting vertical fast 
And that's what you love to see. Breakaway speed is always what you judge a running back off of. How does he separate in the open field? He's not afraid to hit the hole. I just think he runs a little high. He'll get better with that, especially when he sees bigger, you know, guys he's coming through. But other than that, he's not a Ooh, guy that's taking a lot of time. You know, that's what you call drill work. Cone cutting, one cut. Got a little creativity out there. Just an exciting player. You can tell that wants to be added to Notre Dame. And you just love the, the suddenness in his in his game. Tough guy. Like like the recruit, like like where we're trending as a running back room. This is like the Jeremiah Love archetype, right? It's a, a guy with a lot of length. Gets there in a hurry. And he's not allowing the first guy to make contact. Not just not letting the first guy bring him down. The first guy is not even making contact. He's got quick cuts. He's looking to hit the go to the house each and every time. Tough running back, man. Like what I see. And once again, James Simon, Calvary Baptist, out of Shreveport, Louisiana. You know, of course, LSU, all the SEC schools that are on him. Left this film. This isn't even his junior film. Left this is sophomore year. It, it, he was doing this as a sophomore in the state of the state of Louisiana. Fantastic running back, great feet, good speed. Doesn't have like a leap break, but I mean, when he gets out in the open, no one really catches him. And like you said, it's a, look at that. You talked about that. You said early on from the first play, you can tell he doesn't avoid contact and doesn't slow down. And the physical play, along with the six foot, two hundred pound frame, he's probably going to add to that. Have to be impressed with what you see from this young man. He can get. Yeah, you know, everything. some guys when they when they meet contact, their head goes down to embrace it. He keeps his eyes and head up, and he's trying to make you miss. So that's a, a good trait to have as a running back. When a guy's trying to lower his shoulder, you get in the closed space, and you're not putting your head down. You're seeing what they're trying to hit, and you're still trying to make you miss. In traffic, is an elite ability. Like Audrey, that's the man, he dug in his head. He could just go take on contact. He's going to take a lot to bring him down. Him in in in, in a tight space with guys <laughs> trying to duck their head, he's going to make a miss because they're ducking and he keeps his head up. That's a very good trait to have as a running back. And because of that, you don't need a ton of speed because most defenders, they're just looking to make contact on you. And if you can make guys miss in close space because guys are ducking and you're keeping your head up, you're doing a great job of creating extra yards on your runs. Left, <laughs> this young man makes me feel like Dylan McCullough has audacity to him. Kahunas, Left. Yeah. The nerve, you know, the nerve, you know, come down here in the backyard of LSU and take a running back after you already have two running backs in your 25 class. Like, Dina McCullough was like, yo, he's not satisfied. He, everybody in that running back room is on notice. Like, I'm recruiting dogs every year. A kid like this is a message to everybody on the current roster, like, hey. Another dog coming. If we can get him, already have two in the class. I'm trying to get a third. I'm trying to have a room full of dogs. James Simon, Calvary Baptist, for Louisiana, 25 running back. I love the audacity of this 25. I like, I like Frank McCarty's um, comparison to TJ Yeldon. He definitely looks like a TJ Yeldon type. 
because he runs high up, but he's also a guy that's trying to make you miss and doesn't have elite speed, but mm-hmm. he's a tough running back, though. You know, he's one yeah. of the tough guys. Yeah, TJ Yeldon. We didn't see any clips of him really in the passing game, so I would like to see that, you know, from his junior film. Can't wait to see his junior film to see what he does in his senior season. But if he can add the passing game, uh, this kid is – yeah, he's absolutely amazing. You know, and if they can get him in the class, you know, I'm not sitting there saying – I mean, Justin Thurman and Daniel Anderson, I, I mean, Anderson, I, I love them both. Love them both. But, hey, this kid, he, he, he could be one of them ones. He's pretty good, left. And then it, it tells me pretty good. it still goes back to, it still goes back to, what's the identity of Notre Dame's offense? What's the identity? You got a, a, a staple full of running backs that need the football, but you got guys transferring in at receiver that need the football. Which way are you going? What's the percentages look like? Is it 70 30, 60 40? You got to go to the strength of the team when the chips get down. Who do you lean on? I think you're on mute. I mean, heck, Justin Thurman runs a 4 3 already. He's already in the class. You add this kid. Runs a four three already. That's crazy. Justin Thurman runs a four three already, bro. I don't. I don't know if we've seen speed at running back in Notre Dame like that. Look not, at how that uh, it translated for uh, the guy we lost that went to Colorado as a true yeah. freshman. Well, he didn't have an offensive line. I think I, I would like to see Dylan Edwards behind the offensive line. Right. Right. But we we saw what he could do in the passing game exactly. immediately. Immediately at four three, he yeah. immediately made an impact. And that's why you pointed out your top three playmakers in the passing game. One of those guys has to be Jeremiah Love for you next that's year. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Running back is the most open player in any pass concept. Anyway, Jeremiah Love's ability in the open field, I think, is way more valuable than just him running between the tackles. Legendary and Price do that. Mm-hmm. You know, legendary and Price do the heavy, overloaded runs, the double guard, tackle pool, that type of stuff. You can put Jeremiah Love in too, but let Jeremiah Love work in some space. Yeah. So those are three players that Notre Dame is working hard to get into the 25 class and to get on campus. James Simon for Calvary Baptist down in Shreveport, 25 running back. Jaden Bright Brain. I don't know why I said Jaden. Raiden Vines Bright. Raiden Vines Bright. The kid from Arizona that's going to be playing at IMG. And then Michael Terry the third out of Alamo High School down there in San Antonio, Texas. You have to be extremely happy with what Notre Dame is doing in recruiting. Like we said earlier today, they've learned their lessons left. No excuse. Yeah, they've learned that they've learned their lessons, and it just shows at the same time how 
important, right? Just how important it is that the recruiting continues and for guys to be as talented as they are coming into these situations where the room is stacked. The yeah. room is stacked. These guys know they got Jeremiah Love and Darian in there, Aeneas Williams in there, Kedron Young in there, Jabron Payne still in there, D Ford is still in there. I mean, my goodness now. The management, how do you manage and develop is the question. Because at the end of the day, who's going to pass block? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for real. Who? Because we had Big Bad Audrey, and he had some pass blocking issues. Who's going to go in there and pass block? That's that's a fair question. The running back room struggled in blitz pickup last year, left. That's right. Now, is that – what is you? What is the main reason for struggling in blitz pickup? Because most people just think it's size. But well, it has to be a little bit more than that. Well, one, you got to want to block somebody. A lot of times running backs like to be very passive in the run blocking because sometimes you don't always see somebody, so you just kind of play like you are kind of thing. And then a lot of times when that, you got to know where you're looking. So running backs get complacent in my mind when it comes to Blitz pick up because one, the play happens fast. Two, they they usually don't greet contact all the time. And three, the picture changes post snap, and they tend to lose that because of they get too far up in the pocket, so they lose their guy that 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 appears quicker than usual. But and a lot of that can be laziness. You know what I mean? You get away with just throwing a shoulder in a guy. And it's that one time you try to throw a shoulder in the guy that you, makes you completely look silly. Now you're giving up a sack, you know, on your, on your end. So it could be many reasons. I think a lot of it is just the effort. And I think Dina McCullough should use that as a standard. Like, y'all can't get lazy when it comes to blocking. We know all of you guys can run with the ball, but who can do it both to get on the field? You know. So that's where the detail part of any game comes is where you have to get so specific because everybody's good at the, the, the big things, right? Yeah. Some breaking news left. This comes from Matt Fortuna. You know, Matt Fortuna, a longtime guy connected to Notre Dame football. He works for Stadium, is a contributor at Stadium. NBC Sports and Cosm have partnered to present select Notre Dame and Big Ten football games and other sports in shared reality. LA's Hollywood Park and Dallas's Grandscape will house Cosm's first LED domes, creating live sports experiences that emulate being in the stadium. Mm. So it's a fake stadium? Or being in the, I guess, being at another stadium, but feeling like you're at the game in a different stadium. Right. Yeah. Like you put on goggles like a movie theater and they make you feel like you at the game, but you yeah. really at the movie theater, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's breaking news. Left, you already know what time it is. Petticoat. Very, very.
It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at norawhiskey.com. You know what's funny, Left? You know what's funny? When the guy that's your confidant kind of snitches, or the guy that you go to to talk to about your relationship ends up being the one that snakes your girl. Well, that's why we're putting Doc Rivers on the Petty Train, because the Milwaukee. Bucks felt like it was time to move on from first year head coach Adrian Griffin. I mean, the dude had it, he was second in the East, impressive record. And um, you know, Adrian Griffin during his coaching tenure, you know who he was reaching out to and talking to to be his confidant on how to handle the situation in Milwaukee this entire time? It was Doc Rivers advising him. And he gets fired, and guess who takes the job? Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was out there getting his prop Joe on for all you Wire fans. Hey, dude, you had to watch prop Joe. That cat prop Joe was sneaky. Sneaky, but was always giving somebody some advice while he sat there and fixed your clock. Doc. I'm not going to miss hearing you on games because I think you're kind of average when it comes to color commentary on NBA games. So I won't miss you. You know, I would rather have J.J. Redick or some other guys. But it begs the question, my man, were you giving Adrian Griffin advice that would sabotage him? From most Milwaukee reports, the situation behind the scenes was pretty bad. Really? Worse than people are reporting. But how if they're winning games? So what makes it bad, I guess? Left, first of all, I throw anybody in the media or connected to this team that tries to blame Adrian Griffin for the Bucks dropping from being a top five defense to 22nd in the NBA when you literally traded the best defender on the team. Duality. Yes. Well, Chris Middleton, I heard is okay as a defender. Giannis is a great off-ball help defender. Giannis has always struggled against pick and roll defensively. What did you think? I mean, Brooke Lopez is like, yo. Bobby Portis ain't going to be your only force. No, like you don't have defensive players, and then you add Dame, who has never been known but you expect Adrian Griffin, a defensive coach, to solve everything. That just shows you the mindset, right? It's just like what the Phoenix Suns did. Trade all your defenders, bring in offensive players, and then get upset when you can't stop anybody on the defensive end. It's, I don't understand, man. 
I don't understand. It's organizations making some weird decisions. But Doc Rivers, my brother, you have to go to the petty train, bro. Because this one does not look good. And then Giannis, you asked for Adrian Griffin, and then you turn on him in the middle of the season? Man, Giannis pulled a LeBron, dude. What do you do? Well, you know, LeBron, you know, when he got Tyron Lue hired in the middle of the season, you know. That actually worked. They actually ended up winning the championship. I mean, Tyron Lue, one of the top coaches in the league right now. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying Giannis pulled the same thing. But Giannis has to, like, follow that up. LeBron followed that up with a championship. Giannis right. made this power move. He's going to have to win. You have to win, my brother. You have one. You need to take that next step and prove that you can get two. And just for being petty, throw me on the petty train. I'm not impressed by 70 points, Joel and B. Not impressed. No, not when you're getting bounced out in the second round every year. I care less about 70. Show me you can get to the conference finals. That's what I want to see. Because you're the most dominant dude in the game. No one can stop you. No one. You can shoot threes. You can shoot mid-range. You can roll to the bucket and pick and roll. You can post up. There's nobody in the league that can defend you. Every time you go head up with Jokic, you give him the business. Like, dude, who's going to stop you? And then you get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, you don't up your game. Your game stays on the same level. I need to see more, left. 70 points. Fantastic. That's nice. But you're at the point of your career, well, we've seen that from you, bro. Offensively, no, we know you're gifted, you're skilled. No one can stop you. You can dominate. That's a little harsh, Sean. I said you, I put myself on the petty train before I said it, love. <laughs> I knew what I was getting ready to say. That's why I put myself on the petty train. That's true. I'm just saying, dude, you need to win. Like, what is he, seven, six, seven years in? Yeah, dude, all them stats, mm, you need to win a championship. You need to show you can lead your team. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Great show, love. Yep. Hey, man, whatever you guys decide to eat today, if it's chicken, you make sure little left gets an extra piece of chicken today. That's right. He, des he deserves it. He deserves it. He yeah, he, deserves play he, he played the assistant well today. Oh, yeah, he, he, you know, as he's watching and playing his games, he likes to keep us on task whenever it comes up. So that's a good thing. Lucky Lefty Podcast. For left, I'm Sean Davis. Enjoy your hump day, man. And most of all, make sure that you spin it different. <laughs>